party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by Alex Flanagan for a game of In the Air Tonight. Alex is one of the hosts of The Cryptid Keeper, a podcast in which she and co-host Addison Peacock every week explore a different cryptid, its history, its sightings, various bits of lore around it. She is also a part of A Horror Borealis, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast presented by The Cryptid Keeper on the One Shot Podcast Network. As well as a game designer whose works include Coffee Detective and a myriad of other cool games, you can find more about Alex at therealalexflanagan.com or on Twitter at Coffee Detective, that's C-O-F-F-3-3 Detective. In the Air Tonight, by friend of the show and previous guest Austin Ramsey, is a two-player role-playing game about two people on their way to do something ethically dubious, undeniably dangerous, and almost certainly life-changing. It uses uh, interpretive questions and answers, or it can be used with uh, Sasha Reno's spindle wheel cards to tell this story inspired by the first episode of Miami Vice in which Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas drive through the streets on their way to a climactic showdown, and it specifically aims to capture a sense of like looming dread and oncoming action. It is very cool. I loved playing it, and I can't wait for you to hear it. You can find more information about In the Air tonight in the show notes. Real quick before we dive in, one quick note to remind you that the Audioverse Awards uh, voting is currently live. You can find a link to the show notes. It would mean a lot to us if you could vote for Party of One for Best Improvised Production and for me for Best Player Director in an Improvised Production. There's also a ton of other shows that I love, shows on the One Shot Network, A Horror Borealis, which Alex was a part of, all of which are nominated. It is ranked voting, so you can literally go and vote for all of them. It would mean a lot. Go check it out. Find a link in the show notes. Vote for us. Help us win this cool, this prestigious honor that would mean a lot to me personally. And on that note, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Alex Lanigan. Alex, thank you so dang much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. It's something I've sort of been like secretly hoping for for a while. So really love it. Well, I'm... See, and this is a thing that happens sometimes that we're going to, I'm going to peel back this curtain just a little bit where there are regularly people with whom I'm like, oh, I really want to invite them on the show. And then I finally do it. And I hear that exact thing. And I'm like, I should have done this six months ago. That feels like the right time to have done that. Well, six months ago might have been a little bit ambitious. Um, I've recently gone through like so many huge sweeping life changes. So now is actually super good timing. All right. Well, then everything has worked out perfectly. I'm very pleased with that. So, yeah, real quick at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about all of the cool things that you're working on that you might want them to know about? Oh, man. Um, So I do several things. I have like a real life human day job now, so I'm not spending as much time on any of these projects, which is a little bit unfortunate. It is nice to have a paycheck. It's nice to finally have health insurance after several years. But at the same time, you know, I've lost a lot of my prime podcasting hours. But God, I I do know that that feeling very, very, very well. Yeah, right. Very intimately. Um, But anyway, you can still find me on the Cryptid Keeper podcast, which is probably my most popular project to date. Um, That's a show that I do with Addison Peacock, my co-host, and we basically talk about a different folkloric or mythological creature every week. We sort of do a deep dive into the potential biology behind them as well as sort of their cultural context, but mostly we just sort of improv for an hour and it's a lot of fun. Um, And then as sort of a spinoff of that, I have a show on the One Shot Network called A Horror Borealis, which is an actual play Monster of the Week campaign, which is so much fun. And then I have done a little bit of game designing. The only one that people might have heard of is um, Coffee Detective, which was recently featured on One Shot. So 
that was a, a really, really fun experience for me to sort of designing a game from the ground up and putting it out there and getting enough of a response that I felt encouraged to start making um, sillier games. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. Like, it's a wonderful feeling. And also, it's a wonderful game. And those are wonderful podcasts. So it's like... Hey, thanks. They're good. They're good. They're good. Alex? They're good. Yeah? They're good. They're good. They're good. So this week, we are playing a little game called In the Air Tonight by Austin Ramsey, inspired by the uh, iconic scene from TV's classic uh, Miami Vice. Uh, we, it is uh, a game about two people, two partners on the road to do something dubious and definitely dangerous. We are going to flesh out like who we are, where we're going, all of those kind of details as we're kind of... Uh, as we're laying things out, we're going to kind of piece all of those things together. The way the game is played is we're going to be asking each other, like, questions. The game has a series of questions. We play by answering all of these questions. We can do this just off the cuff. And obviously, if we kind of have an answer, we can sort of just throw it out there. We don't have to rely on, on cards. But the game is designed to also be played with spindle wheel cards. Spindle wheel is... A game that we've played before on the show. It is a extremely cool deck of tarot-esque storytelling cards that are uh, my jam. So I've got my deck in front of me. So we're going to be kind of going back and forth, you know, uh, answering some questions, drawing some cards, interpreting things. And we'll kind of see where we go. Now, I definitely want to give like full credit to you for choosing this game because I um, I know when you asked me sort of like what kind of games I'm interested in playing and I gave you this very vague answer about like, well, I like anything, but sort of specifically, I like this kind of very abstract game, but I don't really know. And there's this other thing that I'm kind of into. And then you just somehow spun all of that into here's a perfect detective game that was literally written for you. So congrats. I feel, I feel very good. I feel very good about my ability to... To see a person's answer and go, I know this person. This is a game that that I think will will scratch their itch. <laughs> I love itch. it. My favorite mechanic in tabletop games, um, all joking aside, is like friendship. I love games that just sort of require you to sit down with another person and probe that space between you that like sort of comes up out of your joint creativity. So really, this is I'm really excited. I'm super excited. This is so uh, this is this this I've been thinking about this game since I read it, and I feel like I'm I'm so hyped for it. Nice. We don't have to do any prep because a lot of the questions about like where we are, when we Mm -hmm. are, all of those things are kind of baked into the questions. So really, we can just get going. Let's do it. Would you like to answer the first question or should I? Oh, man, I'd love to go ahead and answer the first question, actually. Let's just jump right in. Um, and we can answer the these questions in any order, right? Any any order that is uh, there's any order we can answer them, you know, uh, whichever way we want to. Hmm. I mean, I feel like there are easy picks to start with, and I'm not sure I want to go with any of those. Okay. Uh, but then there are others that I think will just kind of help build out the scene and the characters. So I think, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and start with the very first question, which is, what cool vehicle are we traveling in? Okay. Because I think that this will tell us sort of more about the people that we are and the kinds of things we might be pursuing. And really what I'm looking for is just this very evocative imagery. And I think it starts here. So, um, I'd love to pull a card for this one. Okay, so this, so, uh, you have drawn, you have drawn the bridge, a choke point, a shortcut, rope and wood haphazardly lashed, a stable connect, or a stable connection, 
a thoroughfare, a mountain hollowed. So a little bit about the way that uh, spindle wheel cards work is it's a card, there's an evocative design, there's a title, and there's some text. Like, there's two different sort of text, two different ways the text can be taken, and you can kind of choose between those interpretations. You can combine them. For the listeners at home, I have a deck in front of me that I'm drawing cards from, just in case in case you hear where Alex asks for a card and I kind of read off the results. Yeah, so I honestly think that as soon as you say bridge, um, there are more interpretive dreamlike ways to spend this. But I think literally my first thought is just like we're on the water. We're in some sort of a water chase. Because okay. I think that like a really cool sort of noiry, underexplored situation here is like not a jet ski. Maybe it's kind of a... Can I throw out a suggestion? Because yeah, I'm very it. excited. Can it be a fan boat? Oh my god, thank... Yes, yes, like it's a, absolutely a fan boat. It's kind of run down. It's oh, not sure. in very good condition. It is probably stolen, right? I refuse to believe there are any good condition fan boats in the there world. There aren't. It's illegal. You get your license revoked if they catch you driving a fan boat yeah. that's too nice. They're like, wait a second. I think they make them out of the factory looking kind of run down, honestly. <laughs> and then the card says haphazardly lashed. And that just sort of gives me this very interesting imagery of like, we basically cut this thing off of the dock and mm-hmm. just ran with it. Um, so it's definitely not ours. It yeah. is a fan boat. And it is in extremely questionable condition. And that tells me that wherever we're going, whatever we're doing, we didn't have time or options. I love it. I love it a lot. So I think we could ask, I could, I think my follow-up question could be, uh, where are we going? But that feels like too easy. I don't want to necessarily go there yet. Yeah, I'd like to take a little longer getting there, I think. I I, I think, I, here's, the, okay, I see the question that I want to ask. And mm-hmm. it is, what do, what do I doubt about the ethics of our task? Ooh. And the card that I have drawn is ascetic root a potent sleep tonic when properly prepared or stubborn roots anchored onto a cliff reaching wide and winding deep oh that's interesting oh i really like i really like uh like stubborn roots things Mm -hmm. like wide and deep i feel like wherever we're going whatever we're doing we have had to like rely on deep-rooted, like, long-lasting, like, the tendrils of not necessarily, like, people, but, like, organizations and power structures that are everywhere in, like, the, the plate, like, where we live and where we inhabit and where, like, we, we have, we are going, like, these power structures are everywhere. Oh, yeah, 100%. And we have had to, to a certain extent, like, rely... Well, let me ask you. I'm going to throw out two options. Are we relying on these sort of power structures? Or is it that that we are bucking up against, like, cultural norms or power structures that are so deeply entwined that it feels a little bit... Maybe not hopeless or nihilistic, but a little bit like, like, what the hell are we even doing? I mean, I think... Like, not to sort of cop out on giving you an answer, but I think it almost has to be both, right? Because, like, in order for us to be in a position where we have to be relying on these ascetic roots, like, I think we're desperate. And I think that whatever it is that we 
stand for or once stood for or want to believe we can someday stand for again. Like, we're having to really kind of fly in the face of all mm -hmm. of that and utilize some resources that we never thought we'd basically have to be in service to. And I think yeah. that, so it's like not just the deep roots of this system, it's our sort of questioning like our own roots and how we got to this situation and what it is that we're trying to accomplish here. And I think the other thing that I want to throw into that is thinking about like a potent sleep tonic when properly prepared, this idea that like, I think this is sort of forcing us to confront like how dangerous and deadly those structures, those societal norms, those uh, like those very kind of comforting, accepted as normal things. Like it's sort of we're sort of staring in the face of like the deadly undercurrents of all of that. Yeah. And so it's like it's us going like, oh, oh, this oh, th it, this can happen at any time. Like anybody could anybody could if they're put into a similar position just go down this road. Yeah, I definitely, I like that a lot. And I think it's also this idea of, you know, this this image of the sleeping potion when done properly makes me think that, you know, there's one way to make a sleeping potion with this and a million ways to make something much, much worse. So whatever we're doing, we have exactly one possible outcome that's good and none of the rest of them are. Yeah. 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 Okay, what question do you want to answer next? Ooh, boy. Um, I think I'm going to go with what landmark do we pass? Oh, that's a, good, that's a good question. I kind of have this space now of us being like in this very desperate vehicle and in these very desperate conditions. And I like the idea of us seeing some sort of visual metaphor of something. And so I'm really curious what that is. So um, if you could go ahead and tell me what our card is for this one. Your card is the goose down, a soft place to land, a whisper just above silence, or a notable delay, a layer of numbness. Huh, okay, that's interesting. Um... I like layer of numbness. I like that imagery. What I'm kind of playing with in my brain space right now is this idea of maybe I'm kind of returning to this idea of, you know, whatever we got into the business that we're in in the first place and what that used to mean to us. And now we've sort of been in the system too long or we've been in the world too long. And there's this jaded quality to the things that we're doing and the decisions we're having to make mm -hmm. and maybe being reminded of something that may or may not be able to sort of pierce that numbness that's grown over the initial causes that we had here. So I'm trying to figure out what that would be. And I think in order to sort of figure that out, I kind of want to know more about like who we are or who we were yeah. to begin with. Do you have any strong feelings on that? So, um, one thing, like, a, a visual picture of, like, a space, like, uh, along the same lines, I kind of, like, a visual pops out that mm -hmm. kind of starts to inform that a little bit. It's going off of, like, a soft place to land. An idea yeah. that, like, that, like, we are basically tearing on a fan boat through, and I'm picturing, like, we're going, you know, as fast as this fan boat can go. <laughs> Um, and, but, like, we're kind of passing through, like, remarkably pristine, like, you know, photogenic, perfect world, you know, nature spaces. Can it be kind of foggy, though? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. 
Like, it's just, it's really, really foggy. And I think that's kind of contributing to this, like, obscured nature, but also kind of this, like, soft dreamlike quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the idea of these very, like, pristine, natural spaces. Like, this very beautiful sort of wetland that we don't get to see a lot. Maybe we're, like, maybe we're in Louisiana? That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, and we're kind of embroiled in whatever sort of seedy underbelly of the urban sprawl or what have you. And so now getting out into this space and pursuing these activities, but being reminded of sort of the flip side of this area that we live in, Mm -hmm. in a very sort of metaphorical way that, you know, things don't have to be this way. Yeah. Like, we're, we're in a very complicated big city caper. And then mm-hmm. it's and it's just taking us through this space of that is exactly like you said, it is everything that we could be experiencing and that we're not because of like the choices that we've made and the sort of compromises that we've had to we've had to make to get where we are. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's easy to burn through these questions kind of quickly. So I kind of want to intentionally linger on this one just a little bit longer, if that's yeah, cool with you. For sure. I like this imagery a lot. I like this idea of us being out on the water and kind of getting into this very strange, liminal, wide-open swamp area. Um, But I kind of want to know more about, like, who we are as individuals, I guess. And maybe, like, the system that we're working within or against. I I just kind of want, like, a vague aim, I think. Like, we're trying to dismantle this operation or these morals or lack thereof, but I, that could still be a lot of different things. So I, I, I'm picturing like a lot of what we've said kind of points me to, especially like throwing out, you know, dismantling. I'm kind of the, the picture that I'm getting is kind Mm -hmm. of that. Maybe we are not chasing something, but like, in the sense that maybe that, that like maybe our target is sort of a little stationary, you know, it is and, and, and it's got those deep roots, right? Like we're heading mm-hmm. to someone to like have uh, a big confrontation, right? Like we are this yeah, is this is definitely. the this is the final shootout scene in the action movie, right? Like we have. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. We have been licking our wounds we are we have we have lost everything and it is like us taking this stolen fan boat and like coming through a back door essentially to be like well we're going to have it out like and the only kind of way to get back into that kind of urban sprawl environment that we were from mm-hmm. is to cut is the only way that we can go where we're not going to be like directly seen Right. Is to kind of take this back door through this very kind of pristine space. So I guess a question that's not on the sheet that I think is is valid is like a good thing to kind of throw out is how did we know? You know, what, did one of us know that this space was here? Did one of us grow up in this space? Where does like how did how did our knowledge of this space of this very natural thing this kind of through line, yeah. where's, where's our connection to that? That's a good question. Maybe, I'm always a big fan of the dynamic where, like, you set up these 
not binaries, but like these foils, right? And so I'm yeah. really liking the idea right now of having somebody who like is from this area, who grew up in it, who has this very naturalistic knowledge of the environment and the place, but also has like forgotten a lot of that because they've just been in it so long versus this other person who maybe came here from somewhere else or like grew up in a bigger an even bigger city and then relocated down here and so they have like this expertise from elsewhere but they're totally unaware of a lot of the resources and realities that exist in this space so yeah i think one of us is definitely from like the bayou um and i don't know where the other one would be from but i kind of love i love a bigger city I almost, okay. I, it's, it feels easy to go with like a New York, but I like the idea of it being a, you know where it is? I'm going to throw, I'm just throwing one out there. This is, the other yeah. is from like a Silicon Valley or a Bay area where oh, it's I like, love that. not just urban, it is like technical. You know what I mean? Ooh, okay. Let me tell you why I love this. All right. I love this so much because I think that brings very much this sensation of like, and now I'm just sort of operating in a space where I'm assuming I'm like, I'm, I think I'm the Bayou dweller and I think okay, you're the big sure. city yeah. fella. But I, I love this idea that you bring with you this firsthand experience of what all of these huge, sprawling, urban disasters can kind of be. But you don't really have a concept of how personal they can get. You know, yeah. I think that you're used to seeing like just ridiculous amounts of crime and exploitation and like the horrible things that systems like this can wreak on their surroundings but you are from a place with so very many people in it that it's hard to see those effects on a deeply personal level especially because you're not from here but for me you know if somebody like if for example there is a big drug problem in an area like i know exactly who the people are that are being affected by it when i see people who have had horrible things happen to them in the street. Like I know those people, I know those faces and that's a very different kind of feeling. And, and the thing that really jumps out to me, like as uh, you know, I, I am really feeling the, uh, the, the, the Silicon Valley tech per tech mm-hmm. guy is the idea that like points of data are not a story. And yeah. like being from like, you know, the tech center of the world, so to speak, or, you know, what it, what our our action movie has presented as the tech center of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I could rattle off 10,000 points of data about any crime or crime scene in the world. Uh-huh. But, like, but what, what I lack what, that you have is being able to be like, yeah, this person was this person. Like, I can be like, okay, so this person had two cousins, uh, two cousins, three other family members, all of those. are, And I can rattle off these connections. But I don't see, like, yeah. They were cousins. They came up together. They went to school together. Like, there's a life there that the data does not show. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, you know what I'm kind of thinking um, as we're going down this path? And I want to run it by you because if this isn't good for you or if we want to strike this from the game, I think now would be the time to do it. So, I'm kind of feeling like maybe this is some sort of, in the world of whatever our movie or TV show pilot is... um, I feel like it's some kind of drug. Is that no, okay with you? I'm fine with that. Okay. And I, I feel appreciate like you checking in, but I'm all right with that. I feel like it's probably some kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's hit 
some of the bigger cities like a few years before now. Mm -hmm. um, and it hadn't really come to this area until very recently. And we don't have necessarily the medical infrastructure here to support the effects that this thing has. Um, and it's kind of just rapidly devastated this community. And I think that you are probably here because you have some expertise dealing with this, like the actual drug itself and the mm -hmm. situations that it tends to present. Um, but obviously no idea how it manifests itself in a place like this. And I am used to seeing a lot of the kinds of things that have happened here before. And I've seen a lot of crises, but I haven't seen something like this happen to these people. And so that tells me, like, that gives me a really clear picture going back to the question of going back to the ethics, to the deeply rooted things, like the mm -hmm. power structures is, that tells me the fact that the, that the drug trade hasn't, like, gotten here tells me that there are, that not only are, like, you know, family and, like, tradition and things all very important, but that there are also, like, probably deep running like long established like crime families essentially or like yeah. a crime family crime organizations that like have that have a vested interest in whatever like drug dealers or you know manufacturers or whoever is is putting this drug in this place there are power structures in place to be like that's going to disrupt our business Oh, you know what? This actually could be. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, this please, could be one. Of, this could be one of two things. Actually, it could be that, and I do like that a lot. But it just occurred to me the Silicon Valley angle. This could be like a medical malpractice thing. Oh, this I love that. This could be a drug that ostensibly has some sort of promised benefit, and just like a slew of horrible side effects or addiction. I love that also because, like, then we have, it gives a very clear picture of, like, I love the idea that of, like, kind of, it, it, it's more of that, like, big city, that big city, small town contrast if, if the mm -hmm. people that we're kind of going up against are, you know, testing, like, are, like, testers yeah. and big city suits who are, like, who are, like, doing this, this sort of on the sly thing of, like, we're gonna, we're gonna... This is going to be the world's greatest market test. We're going to prove the benefits right. of this drug. And they just have not considered it all the way through. And I think it makes a very interesting nuance to our situation, which is that the people that we're trying to save probably don't think we're saving them. Yeah. I love it. Good goddamn. Okay, cool. I like this a lot. Um, yeah. I think I'm ready to move on to another question if you are. Yeah, please. Okay. I think it's your turn, actually. I think it is my turn. Um, I want to ask... I want to ask, uh, I want to ask, uh, what shouldn't I have brought? Ooh, okay. What should I not have brought? Where is my deck? Which isn't it? Let's see. What did I, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I have drawn the keepers. Wandering monks speak truths that wound and knowledge that corrupts. Or archivists quietly collecting gestures, stealing turns of phrase. Okay. Dang. Hmm. Truths that wound and knowledge that corrupts is like such a powerful set of words in the kind of scenario that we've crafted. Yeah. Maybe it's that like, maybe the thing that I should not have brought is... Oh, you know, I mean, this ties back into the idea, like, it, 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 you know what it is? Dang, mm -hmm. it's exactly what you were just saying. It's that the people that we're saving don't think that we're saving them. 
mm-hmm. what I'm bringing is like all of these probably probably stolen, probably taken off of a henchman that we killed. Like taking these like documents about like failed test studies, the horrible things that have happened and just holding on to it and going like, I'm going to expose this. But in doing so, I'm going to take hope away from a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like not to mention, I think these are things that probably exist in exactly one place. And now you have them on a fan boat headed directly to the one person who doesn't want them to get out. Yep. And it's. Uh, it's, oh, and it's definitely, they exist in exactly that one place, which means that, like, nobody, which means that, and I think that we have not yet reached the point where those negative side effects are presenting themselves. Yeah. So, like, I'm gonna be the person that, like, reveals all of that. And to a certain extent, that means it's on me. Wow. So, okay, so here, this brings to me another interesting question, I guess, which is, Do you think that that's been a point of contention or a point of, like, unspoken difficulty, not between the two of us necessarily, but between, like, both of us individually and the situation is knowing that, like, one of us is not going to be welcome again. At least one of us is not going to be welcome in this town again after this news breaks. And I just think that's interesting. Let me throw that back on you. How do you feel about that? I think that that's, like, that's a hard question for me. And I think that, you know, maybe prior to, oh, yes, no, I know exactly how I feel about it. I think prior to arriving in this moment, in this very beautiful, serene, sort of, like, eerie wetland situation, um, I was almost at a point where I thought I was ready to be the one to jump on that proverbial grenade and do it because... I have grown up here my whole life, and despite some early fond memories, I think I've seen this place go in so many directions that just make me miserable. And I think that I have probably for several years now thought, like, I have to get out of here, or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing left for me here. And I think that that thought has sort of been, like, echoing in my brain. And, you know, these people don't appreciate the work that I'm doing. You know, I've given my entire life to try to better this community, and nobody like, even knows it. And I think I was definitely in this position where, you know, maybe there have even been some moments where you have, like, sort of been taken in by some of the charms of this town, which I think it definitely still has. And so seeing that happen and me being like, you know what, here's somebody who has a chance to sort of see this place through fresh eyes and whatever you're running away from in Silicon Valley, like, you could get away from all of that here. And I don't want to ruin your chance at seeing the same things in this community that I used to see. And so I think I was very ready to be the one to make that decision. But I think that now finding myself in this place where I suddenly am seeing like the most untouched sort of beauty and the cleanest possible slate and remembering all of these things that this place was to me when I was growing up and all of the ways that it impacted me. um, I think I'm having second doubts. Okay. I love it. I think I think I've kind of also having I think I'm almost having the opposite experience where yeah. I think I'm troubled by the fact. That I think I'm like really deep down like I know this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I know if we don't do it it's going to hurt people. But I also am really feeling like fucking this should be my chance to be a hero. Like this oh. should be my big hero moment. 
and I'm going to get chased out of town on a, on a rail. Yeah. Like this is, this is, this is everything that I've given for this case, this job, and they're going to chase me out of town. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to throw me out. And there's a, there's, there's a, probably a little, a little resentment in that. There's probably a little bit of. Oh, go ahead. No, please. Do you think part of what might be maybe appealing to you about this town or maybe has grown on you about this town is that, you know, you're from this place where you're one face in a crowd of thousands and now suddenly, you know, like seeing everybody. And while you're not used to that, like everybody sees you as well. People know you. And so there very much is this potential that like if certain decisions were made differently or if circumstances were even slightly other than what they are like you could be this huge hometown hero now and be welcomed here and be totally set up for quite some time Mm -hmm. and maybe that's even a bargain that whoever we're going to deal with is going to try to offer you i love that i absolutely absolutely 100 percent i i i it's i want to be the i want to it's and what what stands out to me about what you just said is that like it's not just that it's not that like i would be welcome it's mm-hmm. that I would be the hometown hero. And, like, I think there's that feeling of, like, which, you know, is not the most heroic feeling, right? Is this feeling yeah. of, like, it's not enough that I could save these people. It's that I want them to know that, to, to recognize me in doing so. Right. There's a little bit of a dangerous ego there. Yeah, and that's that interesting. Did. Do you think that you're somebody who is from Silicon Valley or from a specific place in Silicon Valley? Or do you think you're somebody who, like, moved around a lot and never really put down these roots? That roots card was pulled pretty early and that kind of, like, has been lingering with me. I, now that you say it, I kind of, I I think what it is, what what jumps out to me is, uh, I'm going to hit you right back with, I think it has to be both. Mm. I think it's, I think it's, you know... I lived, I've lived in this city my entire, I've lived in like one big city my entire life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, living in a city that could mean living in 15 different, vastly different neighborhoods. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think that, you know, I think we grew up, we rented, we rented condos and we rented apartments. Like, I, I think I spent my pretty much entire childhood into adult life, like hopping from place to place, neighborhood to neighborhood probably school district to school district like and so like yeah. it, it just adds to that feeling of being a face in the crowd when it's like yeah i lived in one city my entire life but i had 15 different lives wow i love that yeah yeah i like that a lot i think that's very interesting and i think that's very sort of creating the kind of parallelism that i am clearly craving here i feel i'm, I'm feeling it is it is it my card to flip or is it yours I think it's mine. I okay. think you just, yeah, you just slipped the what shouldn't you You're have right. brought. You're right. Um, are the other two questions in that grouping supposed to be answered at the same time, or are they individual questions uh, indiv- that I can indiv- answer at any time? Individual questions. Okay. Um, let me see. Hmm. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to hit you with, uh, what do you doubt about the practicalities or what do I doubt about the practicalities of our task? Okay. And I already kind of know the answer to this, but I'd like to pull a card anyway. I want to see if it gives me any insight on what I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, the artisan, master of none, governed by moods, blinded by an unattainable ideal. Oh my god, yes, that's perfect. All right, let's hear it. 
Okay, so exactly what I was thinking about the practicality of what we're going to do is I know these people and I know that we could do everything right tonight and they just won't believe us. Fuck. I know that these are stubborn small town folk who make up their mind about something and when they trust, they trust all the way. And when they turn, they turn completely. And if even if we play all our cards right tonight, even if we bring down every shred of evidence that we have, even if we corner these people in a place where they have literally no exit, like, what are we going to do when the sheriff shows up and the sheriff doesn't like what he sees? Mm-hmm. Like, because this is a situation where these people have been promised something incredible, like something that, you know, you said hope earlier. And like, I think these people have been promised some sort of hope for the first time in a really long time. And, you know, even though we know better, even though we have every piece of evidence that we could possibly have on our side, it might not matter. Dang. Frick. That's really good. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, and it's, like, that's, that's the, I, that kind of ties in really nicely to, like, why I brought, like, the hard data. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like, you know what, like, we could tell them a million things and they might not believe us, but maybe, maybe there's a, a shadow of a chance that if we show them information from the very people that are promising to help them. Yeah. Maybe we can at least get them to turn on them as well. I think there's something really kind of cool and maybe even unintentional there too, which is really fascinating to me, which is that um, it's not a jump drive. It's like piles of paper. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, if something's going to sway these people, I think it would be that. And I think it's so much more poetic that you have these, like you, the Silicon Valley, you know, whiz kid who came Mm -hmm. all the way out to this side of the country to take point on this extremely technological case. And what you have with you now is like a file folder that's like rapidly fluttering in the fan boat breeze. And this is everything. Yeah, it's like half wrapped in saran wrap because I just grabbed (laughs) it from the kitchen. And that's like how I'm just how I'm trying to protect it from the water. I'm just like, this is gonna have to do. Oh, man, I love that. That's really good. Uh, I'm such a sucker for, like, really nuanced and, like, heartfelt stories about people in small places who are being taken advantage of. Is that obvious? Uh, (laughs) You know what? I had not gathered that. Oh, man. Um, I'm a West Virginia kid. Uh, I was born and raised in West Virginia for, you know, the first, like, 20 years of my life in the same house. And I, I was definitely not from, like the part of West Virginia that most people are thinking of when they're thinking of West Virginia. I was from Morgantown. It's a big college town. But even so, like, when something hits there, it hits everyone and it hits hard. And this is a really cool story to be exploring. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 ja- I'm absolutely loving every- loving it. Um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it real good. Ah, right on. I okay, think is he- about... Yeah. What a question do I want to ask? I'm going to ask... Let's see. What... Real quick, I need to clear off what questions. So we've we've talked about the vehicle. Mm-hmm. I wanted the landmark. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit where we're going since we have a clear idea, but I really want to know like the specific destination where this kind yeah, of Yeah, definitely confrontation is happening. I think it's time. 
Yeah, I think earlier we wouldn't have had the clearest... Di- well, fuck. What is it? It's, a uh, The card is titled Sheriff? Oh my god! Are you serious? Oh, wow. Uh, Jeff, I wish so much I could have been in the room physically when you flipped that card wow. over. Wow. Fuck me. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. I don't even... The rest... Enforcer, honor guard, the steel grip of martial law. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It but doesn't also, matter. <laughs> those words add so much to it at the same time. There's the steel, so much weight there, yeah. The steel grip of martial law. Okay, but read the other side for me, too, because it's really interesting. Peacekeeper, vigilante justice, law in the hand of the common folk. So, like, okay, so what's happened here? Oh, I have an idea for you. Can okay, I run it please, by you? please. What if the sheriff we're going to see isn't the current sheriff? Okay. What if there is a sheriff who was recently displaced because they had qualms about this thing that's going on here? And it was kind of this quiet ousting. Like, this sheriff is pretty old, had been in the job for a very long time, and it was not as hard as it should have been to turn people on them and get them out of that office kind of quietly. But... Um, we don't really know for sure if we can trust them or not, because I don't know that we're privy to all the things that made this power transfer happen. Yep. But I think they're the closest thing we think we can get to being on the side of the people. I love it. That's so good. That's so absolutely good. I, I, I almost, I want to like add some, a real tension to that, which is like, you know, their power transfer happened. The sheriff stepped down. But... Like, word has gotten out to, like, the 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 medical corporation, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Silicon Valley app developers looking to disrupt the medical field. As they've gotten, word has gotten out that those documents have been stolen. And it's like, well, no one, they would, no one in this town is going to believe anyone except. Yes. Sheriff Hollyhammer. That's good. <laughs> and so it's, it's, they're like, they, there's the dawning realization that that's the only person that anyone in the town would listen to. So we yeah. are, we are on a race against time to get there first. Oh, because, because absolutely national treasure style. Like we had that realization at the same time they did. Yeah. And so it's just whoever gets there first, it's either we find, it's either we get there to a dead body or we get there to the one person that can actually help us. Wow. And maybe has the firepower to, like, get us and this stuff out alive. If we are even convinced that they will help us or will yes. listen to us, which is still undecided. It's there real There is so out there. much riding on this moment. Fuck. This is good. I love oh, this. Oh, man. I love that a lot. Um, what's your last name? I think we go by last names here. Uh, my that last just feels name... right to me in terms of the detective energy. St. Clair. St. Clair. That's pretty good. I like it. Um, what immediately jumped to my mind for me is like Dubois. Dubois which I think good. is I think is good. I think I'm just going to stick with that. Um, yeah, uh, that's good. St. Clair, is he his pronouns? I think that feels right. Run that by me one more time. Sorry, my oh. audio kind of cut out. Uh, St. Clair, is he his pronouns? Ah, okay. Yeah, I like it. Um, what does Dubois use? I think Dubois is probably probably a she-her pronoun situation. Okay. Um, yeah, I like this a lot. I love this. I am, I am, I am living for this. Ah, so cool. 
Okay, uh, what's the next question? Um, the next question. Wow, I love that answer so much. Um, okay, I... I'm so jazzed by that that card draw. Like I'm ja- I'm 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 hype as hell. Oh, it's so good. That took it in a totally different direction from what I was expecting, and it's so much better. Uh, I'm not ready to answer what my goal tonight is yet. Um. Oh shoot! I know what my question is. Okay. okay. So earlier you answered what shouldn't you have brought. Mm-hmm. I want to answer how does it hurt me. Okay. Can you, you pull wanna- a card? I sure yeah. can. Uh, that is arbalists, opportunists in the canopy, picking off the weak and abandoned, or stewards of the land who require sacrifice of blood and bond. <laughs> oh my god. Um, ooh. Let me think about that real quick, because I kind of had like a vague idea of maybe where I would take this, and then that kind of started to confirm it, and then took me in a totally different direction, so I have to think about it. My initial thought was that... Um, I knew somebody who was the subject of one of these papers Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that whatever had happened to them had happened to them until I saw these documents that you have. But so I I I have a suggestion if you'd like to hear it. Sure. It ties into the idea that like you are connected to these people and like you have these long Mm -hmm. histories. Like you probably like, what if you, like, take care of, maybe not, like, in a literal sense, but, like, in mm-hmm. the way that, like, small-town people look out for small-town people? Uh-huh. Like, you have a, an interconnected web of people that depend on you and that you depend on. Uh-huh. That, like, if we blow this thing up and it, you know, turns the town on its head, it turns people against each other. Like you were saying, like, there's, a, there's names in that file that are trusted friends that the town will then turn on. Like, it disrupts this web of, like, people that you have come to consider family, whether or not they are your real family. It's going to, like, sever so many of those relationships. Well, and I think that, yes, that's absolutely 100% true. And I think even on a level that I'm not willing to admit to myself yet. Because I think, like, probably a part of my character arc has been coming to accept to myself that these people are more important to me than I want to admit, but also that I'm more important to them than Mm -hmm. I'm willing to admit. And I think a part of what hurts me about this file here is that, um, yeah, if the town turns on itself, that would be really dangerous for a lot of people. But also, if I get run out of town, there are a lot of people who aren't going to be taken care of anymore. That's like heart. That's like that hurts. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's little things that people may not even realize I'm doing for them, or people may not realize that I'm doing for somebody that they care about. Because um, I think it's it's not big publicized stuff. You know, it's stuff like, maybe I, um, you know, cut somebody's lawn when they need it, when I notice it's getting overgrown, or maybe oh, I... Yeah. Um, pay up the overdue balance on somebody's medication or something. You know, it's like stuff that is not really like a huge gesture, but a really vital one. And people don't realize the extent to which that would affect everything. So if these people turn on me, like it hurts me personally because I'm getting cut out of this community that has been a huge part of my life and my identity, but also like 
it leaves a pretty gaping Dubois-sized hole. Mm-hmm. That's, dang, that's real good. And it's like, there's an element then, like, there's an element of, like, it's it's telling then that I, again, it's telling that I'm the one with the folder, right? Like, it, it, yeah. it implies there's almost a sense of hesitation and a sense of, it almost has to be me that has the folder because mm-hmm. I'm the one that doesn't, that, like, there's a, a level of, there's a level of protective apathy there. There's a level of, like, I don't have these relationships, so yeah. I can be the one to pull this trigger. To an extent, you still can look at these pages in this folder and think of them as data if you have to. Yeah. Whereas I can't do that. And, and like, that to me, that to me is the buddy cop moment, right? It's where, it's where you, yeah. have taught, you have taught me to, like, you know, see this as not a case and as not just a, a puzzle to be solved. And I'm teaching you, like, yeah... But, like, those relationships are going to get people, like, that being being tied to those relationships is going to get people hurt. And at yeah. a certain point, you have to be able to distance yourself or else and those people get right. hurt. Right, and you have to be able to make calculated decisions in order to keep things running the way they are, right? Yeah. That's Ooh, so good. That's, that's heavy. So good. I know. All right, I want to get into... I want to answer, um, I want to say, see, figure out what, I want to answer what I wish I could say to you. Oh, okay. I want to answer what I wish I could say to you. Uh, I got holy stricture, laws as esoteric as they are absolute, or warnings in fable, lessons in parable, history, and folklore. I think I want to tell you, I think I want to tell you what we were just talking about. I want to tell you, like, yeah. I, I I have changed the way that, like, I am pursuing this. I've changed the way that I am, like, I see things. I've changed the way that I picture, like, that I relate to people by, like, being in this case with you. And by, like, doing this job has changed how I view, like, everyday, like, interactions. Like, I get, I, I, I want to tell you that I get it. And, like, all of these stories that i have picked up over the last few weeks mm-hmm. and i just can't because did i we need... sorry please i was gonna say did we have a huge fight about this just before we got on the boat oh we so did we like when did. when we found this folder i think you immediately jumped to like oh well you know we have this in our hands we have all the facts in front of us like this is exactly what we can do with these things and i think i probably like I think I probably yelled at you for that because mm-hmm. I think I, to me, it was probably very much like a, those aren't facts. Those are real people. Like what yeah. you're holding there is somebody's life story. That's somebody's death sentence. Like you are holding a cornerstone of this community in your hands and you don't even realize it. And, and all, and all I want to tell you is that I absolutely do, but it's like what we have to do. And I just can't find the words. Wow. I think really the only question I can follow that up with is, is what do you say instead? Because I really want to know the answer to that. Okay, so uh, I'll just go ahead and dive in. I'll give you the card and we'll, we'll go with what you said instead, what, what I said instead. Cool, let's do it. All right. Your card is... Uh, your card is Arachne. Bulbous-bodied, long-limbed, gossamer stale, stronger than steel... Or a quiet weaver, pride of the town, 
odd gossip outshone by marvelous deeds. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? It's real interesting that this is what I'm saying to you instead of, like, telling you how... Okay, I've got, I've got, I think I've got, I've got something strong. Unless you've got something, like, what, like, what do you think? No, I'm kind of blank right now, so I would love to, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. It's kind of shitty of me, if I'm being honest. Well, that's, yeah, that's, like, exactly what serves this moment, though. It's, it's, it's me kind of, okay, here's what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of telling you, like, how much being here has meant to me and, like, changed me, I'm kind of, like, picking at you a little bit. And I'm maybe Uh kind of, like, I'm maybe kind of dragging out your hesitations around, like, I'm, like... You know, using using those data, using data facts, right? I'm I'm sitting there. Oh, we're on man. we're on the boat, or we're on the fan boat, and I'm just like, somebody's not going to buy. Somebody's not going to refill that person's prescription. I mean, when oh you're gone, oh my god, who's you're gonna, a monster? Who's gonna, who's gonna mow that person's like? And it's just me trying to like force you to open up to me in this moment after you've kind of shut me out by way of just dragging kick you know and using the data that i i I value so much just to be like well this person's lawn gets cut every three days i know they're not the one doing it oh man you know what's so interesting about that though is that even as you are like using this information to kind of drive that point home and use these data points that you know i hate you're Mm -hmm. doing it in a way that is proving how much you've listened Mm -hmm. like you're doing it in a way that is showing me like in the most backhanded and offensive way possible that like you know these people that you see them that's real like i i didn't even consider that but yeah you're absolutely right it's very good wow that is that's really something else um i think that there is obviously and i i wasn't really sure what our dynamic was but this is an interesting complication which is that no matter which one of us sort of falls on this proverbial sword, like we're both kind of in this place where I think we feel like we can't both stay here. Mm -hmm. And that's probably part of why we're so mad at each other, because I think I'm going to miss you like really bad, no matter which way this goes. Yeah. And it's, it's that it's that we have no reason to stay together. Yeah. Well, we're parting ways at the end of this. Right. And that frustration that like, you know, in the moments where I got to see you sort of being charmed by this community, not only did it help me fall back in love with the people that I care about, but it also maybe gave me this sort of mirage of hope that you would want to stay. And now Mm -hmm. it seems like even if you did want that, like even if I could convince myself that you wanted that and I can't because you're being the worst, mm-hmm. then I would have to acknowledge that you can't. And that almost sucks worse. So oh, it sucks real bad. Yeah. So this is, that's a really, really hard moment. And what's so difficult about you saying these things to me instead is that you are kind of somehow managing to like, reopen all of those wounds at once yeah yeah <laughs> that's really good wow yeah, and i'm just i'm just and it's that it's that like it, it's frustrating me because like i want to open up to you and be like 
I want to mm-hmm. stay. I want to stay so badly. Like, I see all of this. And the only way that I can do it is by just being an asshole. Because this is a buddy cop movie and that's how emotional yeah. intimacy is shown. Yeah. That's our moment of emotional growth. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. Wow. Okay, the next question is yours. <sighs> All right, I think I gotta ask. I think it's time I gotta ask what my goal tonight is. Yeah, because now I really want to know. I want to know, yeah, I specifically want to know what my goal is here. Mm-hmm. And I think after you answer this, I think the obvious next choice is for me to answer mine. So um, do you maybe want to pull two cards at the same time and interpret them, like, in conjunction with each other? Sure. Uh, the first one is Siren, a strangled scream, a klaxon wailing in the fog, a message scrawled in blood, a warning unheeded, uh, jagged senses mistaken for safe- or jagged stones mistaken for safe harbor. And the second one is the sea, not a drop to drink, Whoa! unfathomable distance, an abyss that light has never touched. The kiss of the surf against the shore, sunken treasures, nets full of fish. Wow, it is so cool that these got pulled right next to each other. Yeah. Okay, wow. Um, So I know you pulled the siren first and your question was first. And I think that it makes sense for that one to be your card. Something about the imagery of jagged stones mistaken for safe harbor is so evocative to me in this particular context. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I want to be heard. Hmm. I think I want to be the hero. I want to be recognized as the hero because, like, I have been chasing after this for a long time. Yeah. And, like, I just need to know that, like, it has it it has caused me to doubt, like, all of the things that I have learned, all of the skills that I have gained, my belief in the data, in the facts, in the ability of the facts to impact change, like... I just need to know I am a klaxon wailing in the fog. I just need someone to hear it, you know, and that for this not to be a warning unheeded. I just need it. I need to, it. And it's, it's, you know, I need to believe that doing the right thing can lead to the right result. How many times in the course of your career have you done the right thing? I think... Probably not many. Like, I've probably yeah. done, I've probably done, I guess, I guess it, there's two definitions of the right thing. Right. I've probably, you know, done what the book says is the right thing, what the data says is mm-hmm. the right thing, what procedure says is the right thing. And every single time I've watched cases get buried in a filing cabinet. Yeah. And when I was able to divorce myself, when I was able to look at it as data, well, then I was doing the right thing every time. You know, those cases were getting were getting put into the system and justice would be dealt as needed right. to be dealt. This is the first time that I've, I've realized the physical cost of that. And I've realized like what it like the 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 what it means to ordinary people when when people just play by the rules and just follow what the book says. And it's just, well, thought, like, I, I now see the hurt that that causes, and it's... Yeah, but you know what else I think is kind of beautiful? Is that we've focused a lot on, you know, having to see firsthand the results of, like, the pain that we're going to be causing here and the hope that we're going to be ripping away from people. But I think what you maybe have also taken away from this experience is that 
you know, this is maybe the first opportunity you've had to see the good results of the things that you do up close. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you've met the people that you're trying to help. And I don't think that happens for you a lot. No, I'm, 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 I'm degrees removed. Yeah. And that's really kind of a, you know, a double-edged blade there. Yeah. So what's your goal here? Wow. Looking at the sea, that is so interesting. It's so interesting that we pulled like both these really strong, like watery Mm -hmm. images while we're here on our fan boat. Um, I really like this not a drop to drink imagery. I really like this abyss that light has never touched. I think whatever this is, it's kind of a deeply emotional situation for me, but one that I've sort of submerged under a lot of layers. Like it's been Mm -hmm. sunken for quite some time. I think that really what I want out of tonight is, oh my gosh, now you know what it is. What's that? I think that what I really want tonight is I really want to just like have an honest conversation with you about the things that we've been through. I think that I am somebody who is surrounded by and exemplified by and like has grown up in and has made manifest so many like interpersonal connections, but I've done it in such a way that I am not like acknowledging any of them. I don't talk to any of the people that I help. I don't have like a personal connection. I am surrounded by a web of people who rely on each other to exist and I don't talk to any of them. You just, those vines just run deep. They run deep and run wide and they just, the world, you know, the world that you inhabit just exists and Yeah, and it's always been this way, and we don't talk about it. It's just not done, and I think that, you know, I'm I'm in this position, and I'm surrounded by this, like, swirling maelstrom of all of these things that I feel so responsible for, but I have never had the language to express that, and so as much as I, like, hate you for pushing all these things off at a distance and for, like, quantifying all of these things, I think I envy the fact that you are able to so directly talk about things because Mm -hmm. I think that that's just not part of the way that I was raised. I think it's just not part of the relationship that I have with myself or my community. And, like, that makes what I'm doing, like, that makes it kind of beautiful that, that like, I'm, like, trying to drag it out of you, right? Like, I'm like, look, I'm like, look. You're not going to like, you're not going to talk, you know, you've cut me, you've, you've cut me off, you've thrown up the cold shoulder. And I'm like, no, I, I, I have paid attention. I have the data in front of mm-hmm. me. I know what you're putting up here. And like, I'm not going to let us drive in here without, without acknowledging that. Yeah. That's so and good. As, as mad at you as I am for presenting all of this in a way that I perceive as so cold, I can't really get over the fact that you are like seeing me in a way that so many people I feel like don't. Yeah. Wow. What's so uh, what's uh do you want to draw the next question? Yeah, let me do that. Um what what the questions that we have left before we go into end game are uh how does the fold how does the file folder help us? Who do you call? What Ooh, regret yeah. do you talk about and what don't you say? Man, these are interesting. Um, I'm of two minds here. I 
Would love to answer the how does it help us question because I, I would love to get like a little bit more hope injected into this situation. Okay. But I'm also kind of obsessed with the idea of you sitting here like pulling out these data points and trying to have this conversation with me and me calling somebody else. I do love that. I deeply love like, that. I kind of think it's great. Um, so maybe that's what I do. Yeah. So I'm going to answer who do I call. Okay. Uh, what you get. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Fortuity. A chance encounter, a lucky ticket, a second chance, a nasty surprise, an excessive gift, a foolish loan. Ooh. Oh, no. So who are you going to uh, call, Dubois? Do I want this to be a good thing or a bad thing, I think, is the first question. Um. Hmm. I mean, nasty surprise just sounds so on brand, right? Like sure, for the kind yeah. of thing that we're doing right now. Um, huh. Do you have any thoughts on this one? I mean, I mean, ticket taken literally does does add a lot to the situation. Yeah. And it ties into the idea that, like, you have, that, like, you have made your peace with the fact that you are not staying here. Mm-hmm. If it's literally, like, you are just being, like, I'm not fucking hanging around. Yeah. That is interesting. And, I mean, <laughs> that would be, and, like, it ties into the idea of a nasty surprise in that it's, like, I am here being, like, no, like, this is, like you know, trying to drag out, like, your relationship here, and you're like, plane ticket. Okay, okay, I like this. Um, Here's what I think it is. All right. I think that there is a side character who we met earlier on who is, um, what do you call a bush pilot when they're flying out of the bayou? Like, somebody who, you know, like runs a puddle, like, like a... Like a puddle skipper? Yeah, 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 like a puddle jumper pilot. Um, yeah. And somebody that we know, basically, who we have more reason to believe is on our side than a lot of others. Um, somebody who I go way back with. Um, and uh, I think I, I want this to be... I absolutely don't trust them because of their criminal record. And it was like the first... Oh, absolutely not. It was the first lesson in like, you can't trust the data where I'm like, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking to who? Oh, here's the other reason you don't trust them. They speak primarily French. Sure, absolutely. And I speak French with them, and that drives you up a wall. Yep. Um, and so I think I, like, pick up this phone that I have, and I think I dial this number, and I think that you are, like, you're mad because I've interrupted the conversation you are having at me. And I think then you hear me get on the phone and start speaking French, and you know exactly who it is. Um... But I want there to be some, like, you know enough French to know that I am talking about one ticket. Yep. And you know that it's not for you. Yep. Like, I think there is some moment of, like, non pas moi. And mm -hmm. you know exactly what's happening here. And it's, yeah. like, in as much as I can make it clear that this conversation is not for you by literally having it in French... Um, I'm also making it like I'm not trying to hide the fact that I'm saying what I'm saying. 
That's real good. Yeah, and I'm just like, I kind of have to go quiet at that point. Like, I kind of just sit, and I'm like, oh, okay then. All right, then. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to answer, why does this help us? Okay, yeah. Have I mentioned that I really like spindle wheel cards? Because uh, oh, I they're keep so having great. These, I keep having these moments. Uh, this is the quiet uh, did knife. Did you pull? Oh, um, a threat unspoken, a debt collected, a trap laid, an impulse Ooh. unsuppressed, an instant both decisive and incisive. I wow. really love. I really love a trap laid. That is good. That's the one that stood out to me too. I, I think what it is, is like, you know what it is? Hmm. We don't know for sure if there's anything, incre- in, like, incriminating in this. Oh. But the plan, I mean, we don't, we don't know for sure if there's, we don't know for sure if the sheriff is going to help us. We don't right. really, we don't really know if, if, like, we don't know that there's anything incriminating in this. But the plan is to, is to get them into a position where they clearly and decisively show their hand as not caring about this town and these people to put uh-huh. their fates in the hand of the people. Oh, I love that. Which itself, like, what owns about that, and it just hit me what really owns about that, is that is 100% a plan that you own, that you only come up with if you know the people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that is, that is, that is... Uh, that is St. Clair 100% being like, this is, you know, this is how we're going to get them. And I think we don't come up with this plan until we're on the boat. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think we didn't even really have time to read these files no, until we're... we got on the boat. And so I think this act of you, like, reading them out loud at me and, like, commentating on them is, one, ostensibly, like, you just actually reading the contents of this folder for the first time, because this is the only stretch of 20 uninterrupted minutes we've had since all of this started unraveling but also like doing so in a way that is is causing all of this tension i love it i love it so much yeah that's really good so what question what what which which of the two questions what regret do you talk about or what don't you say do you want to answer oh man um i think i'm gonna say what don't i say Okay. Yeah. Uh, the card is the scholar, scrivener, documentarian, insatiably critical and curious, or overwhelmed and underprepared, dispassionate <laughs> and sleep revived. Okay. Oh yeah. my god. That that one's speaking to me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um. You know what? Can we do one of my favorite tarot tricks? And can we pull another card to inform this card? Yep. I just like these cards. I want to use more of them. We absolutely can do that. And I just loved so much earlier when we pulled those other two cards next to each other. Uh, Famine, blighted soil, fallow fields, poisoned rivers, and off-season of reliance on reserves. Oh, man. I feel like we're just not in a great space. (laughs) We're definitely not. So, I mean, what's interesting about these is, like, the Scholar card... Like, I think if there was going to be a card in here to describe how I feel about you, it would be that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, that's that's you. That's St. Clair. And pulling the famine card along with that is kind of interesting to me. Because I think that, you know, 
famine on the one hand, like even just sort of ignoring the, the meta text on the card right now, famine does imply this sort of like hopelessness and this kind of like loss, this emptiness, like famine is a point at which you are so far past hunger that that isn't even the same like experience anymore. You can't even mm-hmm. describe it that way. It's something that's so much more desperate, but also so much more like foregone than that. By the time you're talking about famine, like it's already done. Yeah. But what's interesting is that it is something that does derive from like, from hunger. And so like this hunger paired with this card that's about like insatiable curiosity. I don't know. I don't know why those are informing each other in that way in my mind, but no, there's something No, that makes perfect sense. There's something there about the the relationship between those two cards. And I think that like I think in terms of things I'm not saying, like I think I just want to know more about you. Like mm-hmm. I want to know why you are the way that you are, but not in the way that I know it would come across if I said it right now. Because I know right now if I said those words, if I looked at you right now and said, why are you the way that you are? It would be another fight. It would be me criticizing you because I know myself too well to know, to think that it could come out of my mouth any other way. It would be me criticizing you for being this way. But I don't want you to think that the way that you are is an inherently bad thing. As much as I have acted like that, I think that the way that you are is phenomenal. I think the way that you are is really impressive. There's so much about you that has cracked this case wide open in a way that I never could on my own. And I can't say that to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I I cheated a little bit and I drew the card. (laughs) Okay. For what regret do you talk about? Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I drew the Rat King. Oh, the Rat King. Which is a fruit left to rot on the vine, a deadline missed. Or the the phrasing on here that I think stands out to me Uh is abandoning a sinking ship. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think that, like, I think that, like, the thing that you're probably talking about is, like, the the thing you probably we probably you probably start the conversation on like I'm buying a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to like flag you down as we're taking on water. <laughs> oh my god! Like um hey uh hey um uh, oh uh, my god! Hold on, let me get out my. F- I have to like get out my phone for a minute and like you know go to translate and be like hey hold on I gotta <laughs> click the. F- French button, cause uh, uh, ademois, ademois. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, my oh God. no. And so we have to wow. literally like plan. It becomes planning like the instead of planning like your way out of town, it becomes planning. We need you to get the plane here in twenty minutes because we can't leave the sheriff. Like we need to get away with the sheriff. Yeah. Oh, which is so interesting because it is ostensibly a crisis. It is this moment of. You know, we are in a sinking ship. We will not be able to get back out the way we came in. But also in a kind of very providential way, it prevents me from avoiding this conversation. Yep. And I love that. I love Um, it a lot. I also love the idea that we have hard paper copies of the thing our entire plan relies on and our boat is taking on water. Yep. So that's, 
That's all of our questions. That's our last our end one, game. huh? We have three. We have four. Uh, we have four questions left. Uh, we now wow. we now answer what the task we're heading towards, whether yeah. we accomplish our goals, and do we achieve our task? Who? I mean, I'm. It makes sense to answer these in linear order, which of course means that my brain immediately is, lo- is looking for a way to not do that. Sure. I don't know if that's just me trying to be weird or if there is some value in exploring them in a non-chronological way. I kind of want to know if we achieve our task first and foremost. Yeah. Does or... it make sense to clarify our task a little bit more before that happens? You know what? No, I actually know the out of order order, which is to do this. Okay. Uh, I think it actually is, if we, our, since our goals here are very clearly tied to the trip and they're not tied to, like, mm-hmm. the actual right. confrontation, it probably makes mo- more sense to, like, it probably makes more sense to, to answer those first. Oh my god, you're so right. We need to figure out if we accomplish our goals because that's what's going to inform the really satisfying, like, character moments and yeah. the, like, action sequence and everything in a very literal manner for us to wrap up this, like, situation we've come up with so yeah i think that makes sense to me so i'll go first in terms of if i accomplish my goal all right your card is uh your card is the fool close-minded and stubborn faith born of spite or wide-eyed and open-hearted unfettered by cynicism or context well that's certainly interesting isn't it two very distinct options Wow. (laughs) Really? This really is a card of do you do it or not? No, you know what? I I think what this card implies to me actually is that I, I think very clearly, yes. You know, because this is exactly what we would say to each other when we finally have that conversation. Because it'll start out very heated, right? I think this card to me implies that we 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 have this, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. it's while we are actively bailing water out of our boat, trying to prolong our way to this, this space that we are arriving at, this like horrible uncertainty ahead of us. And I think something about the combination of this just became even more hopeless than it already was. And the utter absurdity of this moment and like just all of that and the rising tension and the fact that like this is maybe more pressure than any one human being is supposed to bear in a, in a given moment, trapped in a fan boat with somebody who's driving them up a wall. Um, and I think that those walls that we are both so stubbornly trying to keep up just come crumbling mm-hmm. down. And we are like yelling at each other while we are bailing out this boat. And it's one of those scenes where absolutely there are like What you intend as an insult really just comes out much more as, like, an admission of admiration. And it is, yeah, it just devolves from there. But I think that absolutely I I accomplished my goal today. I think that because of the insurmountable pressure here, um, I think we're both able to say the things that we need to say. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I just drew my card for my goal. Leviathan. Scale beyond reference, ambition outside of reason, servant to nothing, a mindless hunger, a tireless machine, crude oil burning in seawater. Wow. I don't think that I accomplish my goal here in terms of like, in terms of like big picture. I think that like, 
I I think as we're having out this debate, like I think part of what starts it, like what starts me kind of what starts like the screaming starts out mm-hmm. with me being like nothing's gonna matter like we're losing like this is probably the first half of like our argument now we're even going further out of order because we're having the argument out of order and it starts out it starts out with me a completely abandoning like no one's gonna listen no one's gonna no one's gonna accept this this was like we're dead we're gonna die out in the middle of nowhere in this boggy water and like no one's no one's gonna hear what we have to say no one's gonna hear anything that we're that we're going for and you have to kind of pull me back from that because you have a faith born out of spite. And we just, and that's yeah. when we kind of have it out and you, you know, and that's when we have it out and we finally like have our heart to heart. But it's, it's completely born out of me just kind of in, in the lowest moment, throwing up my hands and saying like, I can't do this. We can't stop. We can't save these people. Well, and in terms of just this like Leviathan imagery, I think what stands out to me immediately is this idea of something just so much bigger than you. And I think that maybe, if I can make a suggestion, Please. part of, of what causes this breakdown is this idea that even if against all odds we accomplish what we're trying to accomplish here tonight, it does not matter because these people are everywhere. Like, we might save this little bayou town but we're not going to save the six million other people being taken advantage of by this company. Yep. And I think that maybe, like, that is even the seed of this thing that starts this this frustration. Mm-hmm. And like, just starting thinking in terms of this scale and, like, you know, we can't save everybody. And yeah. then coming to this realization that, like, no, we can't. But we can save that, these people right we now. We can save these people. Yeah. And no one else is going to. Okay. Alex, can you do me a favor? Yeah. For the task that we are, uh, for the task that we are accomplishing. Uh Uh-huh. Could you read me the, uh, the moon card? (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, I would love to. So the moon is a solar eclipse, a complete and rapid transformation, a harvest moon, Dark machinations illuminated. So next question. Like, I don't really feel like that. Like, (laughs) we got it. That's it. That's done. That's the game. Like, yeah, it's absolutely like. And and so I think that like, I think that's probably when like, so as we're sinking, we're throwing water, we're crashing Uh onto the docks. You know, that's when we have the aha moment of like. We, we don't even have evidence. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Get him to just confess? <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's when we know, like, that's the plan. Oh, that's so good. And then our last card is, do we accomplish it? Wow. The Prince of Fate. Deposed <laughs> and exiled, titles revoked, respect rescinded. Last of a legacy, blessed by birthright, cursed by prophecy. Wow. Yeah. Deposed and exiled is not encouraging. Well, here's what I... I mean, if you have thoughts, I want to hear them, but... I feel like this could apply to everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. In a way of, like, you know... 
respect is rescinded. Like we are, you know, respect is rescinded, cursed by prophecy. Yeah, we're chased. Like, yeah, we are, we, you know, we lose. That That's a fight that we lose. But uh-huh. deposed and exiled, you know, titles revoked. That sheriff is, you know, the sheriff is, like, the sheriff is, step. you know, the sheriff that was placed in by the corporation is deposed. Or his titles revoked. Yeah. The corporation is deposed and exiled. But in terms of respect and the prophecy that we predicted... I think it ends exactly the way that we thought it was going to end. And that hurts. That hurts bad. Yeah. So I guess my last question for you is, does Dubois still leave with one ticket on her own? (sighs) I have loved lingering in these really hard, hard spaces. I've loved making these really difficult choices and exploring these really painful circumstances. But I think tonight I need a happy ending. And so I think what I'm going to propose to you is I think that we both leave. Mm -hmm. But I think that we both leave with the knowledge that the revelations we've made here have not only gotten rid of what was no doubt going to be a really toxic influence on this town, but because of the way in which we revealed them and the way in which we chose to bring these to light by putting that justice back in the hands of the people it belonged to, we've left this community stronger than we found it. Mm -hmm. And even though... You won't get to stay here and be a hero. And even though I won't get to stay here and personally take care of these people, they will have heroes and they will be taken care of. I think that as, you know, maybe as we're both sort of climbing into our plane and we get a last lingering look before I manage to pull myself in the door, I think we see the old sheriff sort of being you know, heartily clapped on the shoulder and escorted back to his old office. And I think we see maybe uh, two people who were fighting earlier, like one of them is now very protectively, like has the other person's wheelchair, like in, in a very solid grasp. And I think that maybe like we're, we're left with some very strong visual cues that these people are going to be okay. Yeah. And I think the closing line is, uh, as Marcel takes off in the puddle jumper, I think I just kind of clap you on the shoulder and I'm like, you ever been to L.A.? <laughs> you're you're, you're going to love I, it. it. It's it's just a different kind of swamp. You're going to love it. I love that. Yeah. That's and that's good. Our, our closing credits. And that's game. Wow. Right? Dang. Oh, boy. <sighs> that was really good. That was a full 90-minute movie there. <laughs> I feel good. I feel, yeah, I feel real good about that one. I do, too. Thank you so much for, for sharing this with me. Thank you for coming on the show with me. This was a blast. I had a really, really good time. Uh, well, thank you for playing. Real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Coffee Detective, but it's actually C-O-F-F. 33detective D E T E C T I V E or you can just go to therealalexflanagan.com Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a, a treasured experience and for now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. 
Thanks, Past Me. And thanks again to Alex for coming on to the show. That game was breathtaking. It was astoundingly good. Be sure to follow Alex on Twitter at Coffee Detective. That's C-O-F-F-3-3-Detective. And be sure to check the show notes for more information about In the Air tonight. It's a great game, and I really think you should pick it up. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. Talk to us about gritty and wrestling and the show and all the other cool things that we want to talk about. If you want to support the show, there's a bunch of ways you can do that. You can give us a nice review on iTunes, Podchaser, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It probably has a rate and review function. Those help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, cooler things. You can also give us some love on social media, tell a friend about the show, anything to kind of just share the fact that you enjoy this show. It means a lot to me on a personal level. You can also financially support the show at uh, patreon.com slash jeffstormer, coffee.com slash jeffstormer, or paypal.me slash jeffjstormer. Any of those help support not just the podcast that I do, but the games I design, the community support stuff, all that kind of stuff. Financial support directly makes all of those things possible. Another way that you can support the work that I do is by listening to the other podcast I produce, All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano says, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about press inquiries, advertising rates, guest appearances, or you just want to check in and see how I'm doing, you can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.